0: This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I hope you will plan to join me this year at Converge 19. Converge is the great conference put on by Conversant, the sponsor of this podcast, and it's in its fourth year of bringing together some of the world's leading companies for two days of dynamic speakers, thought-provoking breakout sessions, and opportunities to connect with like-minded professionals. You will leave the conference with new resources and best practices, allowing you to continue the hard work of driving ethics to the center of your business. In this podcast, we visit with some of the upcoming speakers for Converge 19. Today, I visit with Ricardo Pelafon and Ashley Lewis on their upcoming presentation at Converge 19, Compliance, Culture, and Communication, Building the Foundation of Your Brand. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode, and today I have with me Ashley Lewis. Ashley is the Associate Manager, Global Internal Audit at Temper Sealy, and Ricardo Pelafon, the founder of BroadCat. So, first of all, go blue. We have to always acknowledge that. (laughs) And uh, welcome. Thank you guys for taking uh, the time to visit with me today. Thank you for having me. So uh, I was wondering if you could uh, just start off with telling us a little bit about your professional background and where you got to your current position. Ashley, you want to start?
1: So thanks for having me on the podcast today. As you mentioned, my name is Ashley Lewis, and I am the Internal Audit Associate Manager. I actually started in public accounting for a firm called Crow Corwa, and I was recruited out to come and work in internal audit at Temper Steely. If you're not familiar with Tempur-Sealy, it's actually the Tempur-Pedic brand, so we are one of the largest bedding manufacturers, and our primary brands are Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns & Foster. And when I got here, I started working on special projects, which included compliance areas, and now my sole responsibility is compliance and risk management for our global company.
0: So, Ricardo, I can't believe that someone listening to this podcast doesn't know who you are, but... uh... Why don't you introduce yourself, at least for this podcast?
2: <laughs> oh, that's thank you. <laughs> I wish that was actually true. Um, so I am Ricardo Palafone. I'm the founder of Broadcat. We're a compliance design startup. Um, prior to Broadcat, uh, I was I ran global compliance investigations for Western Digital. So, I was the director of uh, global investigations and uh, associate GC there. Um, well, and then prior to that, I was in the Middle East for a couple of years. So I also ran global compliance investigations for a um, sovereign wealth entity called Mubadala at the time, Mubadala Development Company. Uh, prior to that, I was outside counsel at Wild & uh, and, and that is the part of my career that uh, literally no one has ever asked about. <laughs> um, but I'm a of by background. I got into design and compliance uh, on the more guidance side of things, coming from an investigations background. So. Uh, That was my wheelhouse for many, many years.
0: Um, The um, topic, or at least the title of your presentation is Compliance, Culture, and Communication, How to Build the Foundation of Your Brand. I was wondering if uh, you both could give us a teaser about uh, the presentation.
2: So I think what we're trying to accomplish with this is give people a sense of um, how do you build a set of promises and a, a messaging around what your hotline is so employees can engage with it and feel safe doing so. Um, I think for my part of it, uh, I guess the key message I want people to get out from, from my involvement is um, I think a lot of people go wrong with their hotline and promoting it because when they focus a lot on high-level high messaging about non-retaliation and speaking up without ever getting into the weeds of so what happens when you actually do speak up. Um, and the story I have on this is it's um, actually from my own life. Uh, so I'm in Texas. We have Alamo Draft House Theaters here. I used to live like two blocks from one. Um, and so it's a theater chain where you can go and, like, uh, they serve beer and, and food at your seat, but they're also really well known for having this process for you to get uh, people thrown out who are on their phone or talking or being loud during a movie. And so they promote this before every single showing of, like, hey, here's how to do it, like, you know, speak up, put a little card where you put your menu card, and they'll come and they'll get rid of the person. And I've seen like so many movies at the theater, and I've seen so many, like, movies that have been ruined by someone who had way too much to drink, like, talking loudly throughout the whole thing. And I know exactly what to do, and I've never once actually spoken up about it. And the reason why is I actually don't know how they're going to handle it. So I've seen enough weird stuff happen with just, like, the wait step that I don't know if that, when you do it, if they go and they get someone later and then they talk to the person or take the person outside, or if they just go and say, hey, the guy next to you thinks you're being a jerk, in which case we are getting into a fight, and I'd rather just, like, do that on my own rather than go bring an intermediary in. And so in the Alamo, like, they have better messaging and a more captive audience than any compliance professional will ever have. Like, everyone's in a dark room. There's really creative messaging. Um, And and so I think the thing I want people to take away from is like, you really have to tell people, like, this is what's going to happen. If you raise a concern, this is how we're going to manage it. This is who's going to be involved. This is what the process is. I think it's that level of specificity and granularity that really gets people comfortable. And then you can build a brand based on that.
1: Ashley. Yes, I think that was a great description that Ricarda gave. But I would also add that, As practitioners, as we're in the practice right now, we just went through setting up our ethics line and we are facing the same issues. Employees wanted to know what happens to my concern when it submits and who does it actually go to. So we had to create a very strong foundation and a core group from human resources, legal, and internal audit to run our global investigations and make sure that that process was transparent. So we want to go through some examples. Ricardo has them as well. But to talk about here's what it looks like inside the system. We actually use conversant system for ethics line solution and we wanted to be fully transparent. This is what we see as administrators, and here's why you should feel comfortable because it is a team of nine of us, and so you shouldn't feel like you will be retaliated against. Here's how often you're gonna hear from us, and we wanna make sure that the system is actually good and working because the system, if you don't have people to buy in and actually use it, then you've just wasted your money essentially.
0: So after you get that initial buy-in, do you advocate or have you gotten to the position where you've had to work to educate your workforce around not so much anti-retaliation, really how to shepherd a whistleblower through the entire process?
1: Yes. So we have documentation that we've created to help our ethics line concerns. They can actually access all of those resources, including frequently asked questions. And we have diagrams with screenshots so that they feel comfortable the entire way. We also feel like no matter where you sit, you're a global employee, and you should have face-to-face conversations with us. So we actually did these things called roadshows, where we went on site to all of our subsidiaries, to all of our plant locations, and talked to people about not only the ethics line, but trainings and the fundamentals of the ethics line. So we went through case studies and said here's an example, would you actually go to the ethics line? Would you talk to HR? How do you think you should troubleshoot this? And that actually got people to talk to us, and we kind of established good, I would say, rapport between our teams.
0: Ricardo, one of the things that I think BroadCat is well-known for is it's uh, helping companies with messaging. Have you helped companies put together messaging around not simply stand up, speak up, but uh, what happens after that initial report comes in?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the areas where we're seeing a lot of folks ask for help these days is getting their managers involved in this process. So no matter how good your compliance team is, and even the biggest compliance team is going to be you know, relatively a very, very, very small part of the company. Um, and so if you can recruit managers or compliance reps to get involved in spreading the message, it's really it's a force multiplier for you. Um, and one of the things I think with manager messaging in particular Is equipping them on how to hear a concern. Um, I think one of the things that was kind of the bane of my existence when I was in house was the like inadvertent retaliation claim, where it's like the person is like this person retaliated against me, and the person that was uh, was supposed to have done the retaliation had like no clue that they had done it. And it's all on like, how do you intake a concern? It's often, like, a really awkward conversation. I don't know how many managers are actually equipped to do this. You have some disciplines where, like, you just deal with conflict all the time. And so if someone raises something to you, you probably know how to be an active listener. To should not be judgmental, to not brush it under the rug, or try and minimize it. Um, but it is a skill. And so I think one of the things that we've done is um, help folks with uh, when you, If you are a manager and someone brings a concern to you, it's not even about you. Like, here's how to hear it, and like here's how to respond to it, and just basic active listening stuff that very rarely do people actually get trained on. If you get that right, then that stuff will eventually get its way to the hotline, and if you don't, then you end up sometimes having these concerns where the employee that raised it thought their manager was shutting it down. The manager thought they were being supportive, but they just didn't have the skill set to do it well. Um, so it's an area in particular that I'd see um, that uh, I, I think managers are just out on everyone's mind lately. That's an area where we've done work in the past.
0: Well, guys, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time, but I wanted to thank you both for uh, taking the time to visit with me today, and I greatly look forward to hearing your presentation at uh, Converge.
1: Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having us. This is
0: Tom Fox. Again, I hope you will join me for Converge 19. It's going to be one of the top compliance and ethics events for the year. From the educational sessions, the breakout sessions, to the individual facilitated conversations, I know you will get a lot out of it. I have a few special discount codes for complimentary reg- registrations. If you'll email me at tfox at tfoxlaw, I can give it to you.